All right. Cool. Yeah. All right. And five, four, three, two, and one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Seven Circles. This is the first episode of 2021. On today's show, we have somebody all the way from Canada. We have Maj. Maj has done a lot of great things. Uh, she's read books on YouTube. She's done TED Talks. She has her own website. Um, you know, normally I do the bios of people, but starting in 2021, I'm just actually going to give the platform to every guest that's coming on and kind of let them talk about themselves a little bit. So Maj, um, first and foremost, I want to say thank you for coming on. Deeply appreciate it. Um, give us a little uh, recap on who you are and what you do. I was afraid you'd ask that question. <laughs> um, oh boy, how far back do you want to go? <laughs> um, you know, as, as, as far back as you, as, as you want to go. Um, okay, it, I would say in a nutshell, um, when people ask me where I'm from, I say I'm a child of the universe. And when they ask me, what do you do? I say everything that I love. So that's, uh, that's, in, that's in a nutshell, that's, that's the really short version. Um, and I'm an artist, I'm an artist through and through. So I, I create things. Um, I, um, I studied fashion design, but um, I mean, this afternoon I was cutting my sister's hair <laughs> and I never went to school for that. When I, I, I was, um, oh, this could, this could take the whole time. <laughs> I've got so many stories, um, but I think I'll, I'll just start and finish with the last and then you can take it from there. And yeah. um, I, I just came back from a, an incredible stint in Europe um, I, I had left Canada in 2004, five, something like that, um, moved back to England um, after divorce. And then, um, you know, from there went to Slovakia. And, um, and that was um, due to an ex-boyfriend who is Slovak. And um, he led me to his country. I fell out of love with him, in love with his country, and um, spent 10 years in, in Slovakia, of wow. all places, which um, if you had asked me that, uh, you know, 20 years ago, I'd, I'd have, I wouldn't have even known where it was. So it was, it was a brilliant experience. And, um, and towards the end of it, before I came back to Canada, um, uh, because of this whole pandemic thing, um, I was working with students in Austria. So, and it was all around the country and, um, and it was beautiful. It was brilliant. And uh, so, yeah, that's um, long story short. So, okay. And, 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 and as far as working with students from Austria, like what exactly were you helping them with? So um, I think I can, I can say this now, now that I'm no longer there, but my sort of, um, I was, I was brought into to, to different companies um, as a native English speaker. So it was really easy, um, you know, spoke English and uh, was personable and love kids, absolutely do. So actually between Slovakia and, um, and Austria, it was, I was working with, um, with kids between the ages of two and a half, all the way up to 18, 19. And, um, and, and in Austria, so I was brought in um, with a, a few different companies and, um, and the basis was English. Um, and uh, somehow I, um, I, I was able to reach the children and not children. I mean, there was all, all 
age ranges, as I said, and, um, and, and just show them their own light. And, and, and then my purpose in hindsight was really getting them to not listen to me. Um, and they often thought I was really strange and weird because I, I used a character name and got them to do the same. Didn't matter if they were, you know, the younger ones, the, the 10, 12 year olds or the 18 year olds, if I could get them to, you know, we change our names um, because it was just more fun and we step into character and, 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 um, and become more of what they wanted is what I was what I experienced so so um so yeah I wasn't the average teacher and the um took really well to the kids and and both it was both ways and um, and all I really wanted them to do was to go well, first of all what I wanted to see from them was their imagination and then with the older ones who could speak English, English quite well was to, to open their minds so that um, they would question everything, including me. So get them to really put on their critical thinking hats. You know, it's amazing you say you get them to open up their imagination because I believe that that's very important. I believe that imagination, when you use it, you're in a magic nation, meaning you can create anything. And um, yeah. you know, we all you know, look up to Albert Einstein in one way or another. And of course, he said that uh, imagination is more important than knowledge. And um, mm -hmm. you know, it's like nowadays we have so much knowledge, knowledge, and maybe it's too much knowledge, too much information, um, and we aren't using our imagination enough, perhaps. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you know, looking at, at, at your channel, and, and um, when you were reading the books, Life and Teachings of the Masters of the Far East, I was introduced to those books at the age of seven years old. And, and wow. yeah, wow. yeah, my, my uh, dad was actually reading them. Um, wow. And um, 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 that was at a time when there was no YouTube or anything like that. And then I really started to read them when I was about 17. That's when I really got engrossed in them. Um, nice. Later on in life, you know, I realized people that I, um, I studied under or looked up to, people like Joe Dispenza, I'm not mm -hmm. sure if you're and a lot of other people, they, mm -hmm. they mentioned those books and they have mm -hmm. their foundation in those books. Um, they're really powerful. I, I, it was to the point where I would actually make photocopies and staple them together and hand them out to people. I was so wow. passionate about it, you know? Yes, yes um, I understand, yeah. Yeah, well, what the, you know, well, I, I guess what I want to say is what actually um, uh, led you to those books like what what you know when I first asked you about who are you you know you said you're a child of the universe like what how did your spiritual um, life um, unfold oh um how did that begin I reckon I mean it's always I, everyone says and I'm gonna say the same it's always kind of been there there's this knowing when I was young that this isn't the way it, it can't just be this you know, um, and uh, my, my sisters, you know, they would watch TV and stuff. Uh, they'd be watching um, Michael Jackson's Thriller and I'd be upstairs cutting up things that I could stick in my eyes to <laughs> look like the yellow contacts to scare them, you know, and I was always, I was always a loner. I was, I was a loner in school. I, I didn't have friends. Um, and um, and I, I, don't, I don't know if it bothered me, of doesn't matter um we don't need to go there but I was a loner I was alone I sewed my own clothes I was I was very much into food as I was younger food and nutrition and working out that was all very important from a very young age as, as I say in my TED talk right. um and um 
yeah just uh but the spiritual like the real unfolding i guess that would have happened um when my i was with my first partner and um i had run away from home and um you know he was very much into into the greats um you know he was he was um studying about uh, buddhism he was you know reading anything anything he could to enlighten himself and uh, one of the and so he would read a, a book like um uh can't remember, the power of now um there was Eckhart Tolle. There was one by um, The Power of Compassion, sorry, uh, okay. Dalai Lama. You know, and I remember him reading that. And, and he was such a good man. He's still a good man. But um, um, he was, you know, I, I admired him so much. And I, I wanted to be so much like him. So he would read these books. And, and as soon as he put them down, I would pick them up, you know. <laughs> so, so this is like, um, oh, God, this is over 20 years ago. And um, so he'd, he'd put them down and pick them up and I'd inhale them. But I'd always have a dictionary next to me and I'd be like, what, what, what does virtuous mean? What does this mean? I didn't understand. I didn't get any of those things. Right. So I read, I read a lot, but um, you know, they were just kind of there and stagnant, dormant, I would say, for about 10 years. And then it wasn't until um, we divorced and, uh, and, and it was like, well, I, I'm not going to stay in the same country no same city let alone the same country and I decided you know now or never and I moved back to England which is what I always wanted to do I didn't like Canada from the start just because um um I I, I don't know as a kid I, I it was like a bad dream coming here and um we're, we're actually going to talk about Canada and the places you lived there in a minute but I kind of want to dig a little bit more deeper so um, as, okay, so you came to your spirituality, I guess, you know, back, you said about 20 years ago, something about that. Um, and then you go, you have your path, you know, as everybody does. What, what drawn you to um, the books, Life and Teachings of the Masters of the Far East? And you also read another book, A New Earth, and I want to talk about that as well, too. I think I make that the title of this um, uh, interview, A New, a new Earth, um, because... <laughs> brilliant <laughs> yeah, because it seems like we're in a really transitional period right now we've seen everything play out you know yeah. um yeah. yeah so could you speak on that a little bit about um from bird t sporting who was the author life and teaching of sure. the masters i can tell you um he that book that series of books came to me through a young man who writes for collective evolution in canada i wish i could remember his name right now but i can't he talked about um life and teachings of the masters of the far east and uh, p manly hall or something like that i can't remember um who i never really got into i did check him out but um Berti spalding and the life and teachings of the masters of the far east I got into and then boom, right away, I was in. I was in like nobody's business, you know, and I I started reading it. I was I was in Canada for about a year, 2017, 18, and, um, and then I went back to Slovakia. And I remember, I mean, that book was so special for me. And I was, I was living with friends who had young children. So I would get up at like five o'clock in the morning um, and, and while the whole, whole house is still asleep, everyone's quiet, um, just so I could spend an hour reading and I would sit there and I would weep like I would I would cry because it was it, it just touched me so much so so when it came time to yeah. you know the lockdown I was like 
what am I doing? You know, I was still in Slovakia for the first, um, uh, we went into lockdown um, in the beginning of March, I think as with everyone, mostly in the world. Um, and, uh, and I didn't come back to Canada until the 4th of July. Yes, no, no coincidence. <laughs> there but so I had all this time and I didn't know when I was going to come back it's just like there, there came a moment where I was like what the fuck are you doing like family right now this is the most important thing we've got to put everything else aside right. I don't know what's happening so go but um but yeah one of the greatest solaces that I had was was getting back into that book and I started reading it and I was like no you got to listen to it and you got to record this like and and when i when i started it just felt so right it just mm-hmm. you know and and there's oh god and i and i cry all over again even when i'm reading it and i have to stop and like yeah. it's it just it's just beautiful i i don't i'm not surprised as you say that you you know took photocopies and handed it out i try i've never met anybody who's read the books and and right. i and I've asked, you know, please, please read this. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just so heavy. It's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Come. Exactly. No, you, you after it. it is heavy, but it is beautiful as well, too. It just kind of cuts out all of the uh, fluff and gets right down to, to the point. And, um, yeah. you know, you have to hold yourself, you know, accountable, even though um, it's, it's a journey. It's a process, you know. Um, what did I want to say about that? Okay, so I want to say it was interesting about those books for me is that, you know, um, bro, not not bro, T sporting. Uh, what's the guy's name? Um, the guy who's responsible uh, for um, uh, gra- grafting the potatoes, the um, rusted potato, um, Luther Luther Burbanks. So, I think it was in book five, perhaps. I'm not sure what book it was. Okay. He he, he wrote about Luther Burbanks and Lu- Luther Burbanks. If you're not familiar with him, he was. Um, he was responsible for uh, um, creating, if you will, not not through GMO, but through grafting uh, a lot of different vegetables and uh, fruits that we have nowadays, such mm-hmm. as the Shasta Daisy or the prickless uh, pear. Um, the, mm-hmm. um, 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 I think he did a, a plum that didn't have a pit inside of it. And then he's also known for the rustic potato. So the potato where we mostly get from like French fries and things like that, the Idaho potato, the he, he's responsible for that and 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 this is a small story in his book where he talks about how he actually came about to uh learn that secret and what, what happened was him and his dad i'm gonna make this quick but him and him and his dad they um went on a hike they were living in massachusetts and um he seen this plant waving back and forth and his dad was like um what are you doing? Because he ran over there by the plant and he was like, come on boy. And so they ended up going back home. Um, and then later on that night, after they sent him to his room, he snuck out of his window and he went and he slept by the plant. And what the, the next morning, his parents were looking for him. They couldn't find him. So they ended up going out uh, and they found him by the plant. And then they was like, what are you doing by that plant? And he said, the Christ was talking to me. And what he said is that if the Christ told him that if you take this plant and you replant it, that you will become very, very famous. So to make a long story short, uh, later on in his life, because he ended up coming to California, um, and then he came to Santa Rosa, and that's when he started his big botany thing, and he became really, really famous. He was good friends with Henry Ford as well as um, uh, Edison. 
And what's interesting is that I lived down the street after I moved to California. I lived down the street from his home in Santa Rosa. And I actually got to experience his home and walk through it. So I ended up reading about Luther Burbanks and his, bi his biography. And what was interesting is that the story that they gave in Life and Teachings of the Masters was exactly the same as um, um, it was written in his book, except they left out the, the part about the Christ. And I was like, oh, I found that interesting, you know, and, and then also when he passed away, because some things happened in his life, almost before he passed away, he made an announcement about how he loved the Christ. So it kind of came like full circle. It was a really uh, um, interesting um, correlation for me. But I say all of that only to say is because the book has so much validity to it. It has so many great stories, but also in addition to that, um, they told you know, I mean, they, they speak about a lot of things um, that that would happen that didn't happen at that time, but now came to pass right now, such yes. as such as like the TV and the, the other things as well. Yes. Yes. Um, because yes. the book was written in the early um, eight, 1900s, late 1900s. late eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Um. So so I, I say all of that just to make my my uh, point, and the point is this: is that they speak about America and they speak about, uh, I, I, I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but it's, they speak about America and that the world would change and that it would change for the better, but it would start in America. And yeah. it seems like America has a lot of pull uh, when it comes to setting trends. Um, you look at things that happen in America, even this year, such as protesting, George Floyd, Black Lives Matter, things like that. You know, it kind of spread it like, like wildfire. So, so, so it's interesting because if you look at all of the population of the people on planet Earth, America only makes up four percent of it. Which mm -hmm. means that in, in 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 I guess retrospect, it only takes a really small amount of people to make a change. Absolutely. So, so I say I say what I have to say is that you were reading another book about the I believe it was called the New Earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and um, I, I wanted you to speak on. Well, I want you to give me your opinion, really, about how do you see the new Earth, and um, also, do you think that we're in that time right now, and how do you see everything playing out? Just kind of speak freely, freely on that. Oh yeah, um, I absolutely think that we are in that those times. I mean, going back to to Berti Spalding for a second and the Masters. Um, you know, so many times when I've been reading recently, um, especially, not especially, like, you know, since I started, but I would say, yeah, more in volume two, I'm like, wow, holy smokes, this is happening right now. This is, and that's what I, I want to relay that to people. I want to put that across, you know, as fast as possible, because like, so that people can know that we are the creators, that we are doing this. I mean, I've just um, I started writing a blog post today and, and it started with my sort of um, my conversation with myself, all that is with God every single morning. And, and part of that is, um, you know, saying, I'm sorry. I am sorry because I have created this. 
This is this is not someone, uh, something outside of me. This whole, if we're a collective, and you know, if we say that we're a collective and we're all connected and we're all one, and that's all hashtag and stuff like that, then we have to be able to to look at what's going on in the outer world and say, hey man, I'm a part of that. That you know, so so part of what I say in the morning is, you know, I'm sorry for co-creating all of this. Please forgive me for perpetuating it beyond my past my becoming aware of it and um and you know blah 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 but um so so yeah um oh i've lost my train of thought but coming back to new earth yes absolutely i think we are in it now and we we are there it, it depends on what what you're, where you're coming from and what your perspective is. I think you and I having this conversation is very easy and it's very free and whatever, but I'm quite cautious about who I can have this conversation with. And, um, and, and, and a lot of people know me as kind of like, you know, out there and woo woo and all that kind of stuff. But, but you know, I'm a strong proponent of just as um, Verti Spalding says in the books, just as Joe Dispenza is teaching that we are creating everything, you know, that we are, um, we, we, we can do and be and have anything that we want. And that doesn't mean to say like, you know, I want a Lamborghini and I'm gonna go after that. But there's nothing wrong with that, right? right. Um, I think at, at, at some point it just becomes fun to see what you can manifest because you know you have become the manifester, the creator, right? You have, you are the artist just like God. You're, you're you know, you're, you are the vessel through which you, through which he is expressing. And, and, and then it becomes a beautiful flow. It becomes really easy easy um so yeah we're, we're in that now um and i usually say to people that you know it's like we're in the birth canal the collective is in the birth canal right now and um you know for those of us in the know for those of us that are quacks and kooks and woo-woos and whatever you want to you know <laughs> put that all over there we see the light we know not even we see the light you know i know the light i know that everything works out you yes. know and that's why i'm back here that's why i, I think I've, I've i've been called to come back to 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 be close to my family as um you know just just holding the faith and and and, and knowing how this ends and the end is only the beginning you know I've been talking about teleporting for for a long time, you know, when I left Slovakia, you know, and it was kind of like, oh, who knows when we'll see each other again, and, you know, and who knows when, the, you know, uh, there'll be flights and blah, 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 and I'm like, you know, we're not going to need that, you know, where I'm going, or what I know, you know, um, yeah. let's, let's, let's enhance our telepathy, let's, you know, work on the, on the teleporting, and all that, like, I literally, I literally write that in my in my nightly journal. That's one of the things that I do. What I want to see in the world, you know. And and at the at the base of it all, what do I want to see? I want to see unity. You know, I want to see people really coming together. I want to see the division that I've co-created. You know, through lifetimes and lifetimes. I want to see that gone. You know, and I really want to see a step up. I want to see everybody ascend, and not just the people that you know sort of know what's going on. But I think the the things that await us. <laughs> you know I, I, I don't think um, I don't take lightly you know the works of Bertie Spalding or you know the works of Joe Dispenza or Greg Braden and Bruce Lipton you know all those guys you know I don't take that lightly at all you know and I can't wait 
wait. I can't wait for like the mainstream to pick up on these guys or, you know, oust the mainstream and bring in the likes of you, you know, who's who's holding these conversations and allowing um, a different train of thought to to trickle into the mainstream, which for me, it feels like everyone knows. Everyone knows what we're talking about. That's right. what it feels like. But um, it, it's uh, it. Well, I don't know otherwise because my world is, my little bubble is very small. <laughs> Let me ask you this. You know, um, I guess, you know, I speak to a lot of people and, and like yourself, when I was younger, I was quiet as well too. And I would wait until everybody was asleep. I had a really, um, I don't know how to say, it, but a really dynamic life. Um, and I would sneak and read a book in the closet or meditate in the closet or something like that. Oh, wow. But it, it, it seems kind of like, you know, there's always that black sheep in the family. There's always that person. Uh, how, do you, how do you balance yourself out in like your professional life um, or like in public? Um, how was that for you? Or like, I know a lot of people will kind of like put God in the box, if you will, kind of quote, unquote. Um, yeah. how, how do you navigate that? That's a good question. And it's still one that I'm traversing through. I mean, I, um, I, I, I've thrown everything to the wind. Um, let's put it that way. Um, this conversation with you is the first, it's like a coming out party for me. Because uh, I mean, when I was in Slovakia, um, there's a big deal. It was a really big deal. And I came in as one of the, uh, I think the first English speaking trainer, like a fitness person um, ever. And, and, you know, before I went out there, I did a little bit of homework um, and, and, you know, kind of looked into if there were English speaking um, fitness coaches and stuff like that. There was nobody. So I walked in there and I filled a hole that I didn't know existed. And, 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 oh my goodness, it was, um, it was, it was overwhelming uh, in the beginning. I, I think I, I didn't have a break for six months. It was just go, 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 go. And then, you know, whatever I was giving, um, people wanted more. And I was like, yeah, okay, well, let's do that, you know? So I was doing a lot of, um, I was doing a lot of coaching. There's amazing press, you know, which now I've, I've tossed it all, you know, all the magazines and, and whatever. Um, I, don't, I don't have anything, you know, I, I, I just, that was that was a version of me. It's not me anymore. And uh, you know, it was. It's interesting. I was thinking about this, and this is coming into my writings just now. How I, as I'm talking about throwing things away, um, and God wasn't part of my program then, or not not overtly. Um, but um, you know, I was I was doing my boot camp fitness program met all kinds of amazing people, um, had uh, apparel sponsorship from Reebok, Adidas, and, um, and that was going to progress uh, after I did CrossFit training because they wanted to merge what I was doing with CrossFit. And the night before I was to go to the, to the training in Vienna, I bailed something <laughs> the night before, which is not a surprise. I tend to do these kinds of things. It's a surprise for the, for the other party. But, um, and, and it's never let me down, um, you know, and I know that had I, you know, kind of 
kept hooked, kept myself hooked into that, that I would have stayed there and unhappily. I mean, there were t- I went through deep depressions even when I was doing it, my boot camp program, and, yeah. and no one, no one knew. You know, absolutely no one. And my best friend would say, yeah, but everyone, but you're doing so well. And, and you know, you love it and people love you and blah, blah, blah. And, and I'm like, but why do I go home and, and you know, sleep the day away? I'm so depressed and, and I just want to eat chocolate and, you know, all that kind of, like it wasn't, I, you know, I used to think that fitness was the thing that, that resolved everything. You know, you get the endorphins going and whatever. And that's, that's my meditation. And, you know, that was, that was that. And I was like, no, it's not fitness. It's, it's, um, I thought it was fitness and nutrition and then more fitness. And then we went to nutrition through that away too. Um, after the Ted talk, we threw it all the way after the Ted talk. So even that's not re- actually the only thing that's relevant from the Ted talk is the very end where I say like the onus is on us and we have to be, um, we have to know and take care of ourselves, just like your hat, know thyself is absolutely it. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, I've, I've thrown so much away and going back to your original question about God and, uh, and, and how am I sort of navigating this? Well, yeah. I've been, I've been in the background. I've been, I've been playing, um, sort of behind the scenes now for the last few years after, after the, after I let the, the, the fitness program go and the nutritional thing and I was doing like um, teaching people how to heal themselves through emotional freedom technique writing a book um, didn't pan out didn't pan out had a cookie business that you know that one that started it ended and um, I've just been I, I've been throwing things away I come across things and 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 you know and and I walk away just as quickly as they they excite me because I see past them. I know that there's a bigger picture and, and I feel like my job is just to hold the light and not, and not get distracted by anything and just keep going and just keep going. Sometimes I drive myself crazy because um, you know, I'll sit down to write and it's all coming, it's all coming and I've got it and I'll write for days and days and days and I've got this brilliant thing going on. And I'm just like, yeah, but what's the point? So, so I, I might have missed that, but do, do you have the book out right now, or are you still writing it? I'm writing. You're still writing I'm, it? I'm writing, yeah, yeah. I, but, I, I, uh, I definitely want to get a copy of that when it comes out. <laughs> well, let's... Um, I'll be your I'll first. Keep, I'll keep you posted. It's a, What I'm writing is really cool. I love it. I love it. And I, I'm going to keep it close to my heart. But when, when it does come out, when it starts to come out... Um, you won't be surprised. I mean, my, my students who I'm still in touch with some of the students um, who I call my friends um, from Austria, the older ones, um, actually some of the younger ones as well, 13, 14. And, and you know, they're brilliant because they, um, a small percentage of them, you know, the ones that are still in touch were like, uh, we can talk about the law of attraction, which, you know, which is so much a part of um, the master's books, but it's not called the law of attraction, right? And um, so we, we talk about energy, we talk about all kinds of things. I love it. It's amazing. It's amazing. I well, think, I've, yeah, go on, please. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to ask you if you were familiar with uh, Dolores Cannon and her. Mm-hmm. 
so um, when she talks about the wave of people, the three the three waves, are you familiar with that? Yeah. Do, do you notice the difference in the children? I, I just kind of thought about that. She was saying that one of your students who's like your friend and she's 13, 14. Do you see an uh, increase in each generation that comes in? Yes. Yes, absolutely. You have no idea. I mean, um, one of the reasons why I love teaching so much is, is as I was saying, is to, to see where kids' imagination levels are at and to see, in hindsight, how indoctrinated they are already um, by the time I'm meeting them. So, and, and oh, I kid you not, it was, it was scary. It was really scary. Uh, maybe that's not the right word, but just um, saddening that, um, you know, already by the age of like 10 years old, they've lost their imagination and they want their handy. You know, they want their mobile device or whatever. Um, and um, yeah, so, Mm -hmm. you, you know, I'm, I, I, I was talking to my um, my nephew before I, I spoke uh, with you before we connected not too long. And he's 10 years old and mm -hmm. he's a very, very bright young man. Um, mm -hmm. His name is Zion. I'm actually going to be interviewing him. It's just I think it's going to be extraordinary. Cool. Um, but one thing that he said, like, I'm really into yoga. I used to be a yoga instructor and I was telling him about it. And he said, Uncle Johnny, I don't think that yoga is good. I, um, the, somebody told me that in the Bible that God said that yoga isn't good. And, and I said, wow. And then he started telling me all of the reasons why. And then I told him that that's complete rubbish. Um, and, um, you know, I'm going to speak to his father, which is my brother. And then um, I'll be speaking to him about that later on to make sure that I can say what I want to say. But, you know, it's interesting because you said, you speak to them to find out where their imagination is and to find out how indoctrined they are. You know, I look at the word adult and for me, it means short for adulterated, which means to, mm. dumb, to dumb down. So it's like, once we get to a certain age, we're adulterated, we're fully indoctrinated, we're fully dumbed down. Um, uh, do, you know, where, where do you think a lot of that comes from? Do you think it comes from these school systems, from the uh, religious uh, institutions, et cetera? And if so, or if not, what do you think that we could kind of do just, you know, um, an opinion, what, what do you think that we could do in a way to change these things around? Um, well, I think, I think part of the solution is what is happening right now. And this is perhaps the real optimist me. And that's that kids are not in school, which looks like it's and because of the lockdowns and stuff. And though that looks like it's hell, um, it, it actually could be a really good thing because I promise you, like, you know, from, from my experiences in Austria, like it was um, so often, you know, the young kids, especially in their formative years, you know, school is a babysitting service, you know? So what are we doing? Why do we have these cute little bundles of joy if we're just gonna, you know, screw them up if we're gonna, you know, stick vaccines in them and, and if we're gonna send them to school where they have to be like everybody else when they are the most beautiful expression of God. You know, I can't look at my, my, my nephew um, who's just over a year now without seeing, you know, the, the, the God in him. And then without thinking, my God, I was that. And then without thinking that I'm still that. Wait, hang on a second. Yes. You know? I'm still that Wait, you know what? I've been talked out of that. And, um, you know, so I, th I think, you know, people actually, people like you and I having these conversations, I think is paramount. 
you know, and I'm in touch with one of the teachers uh, um, who I've worked with uh, in England. We were working with Austrian kids there and, um, and we're putting our heads together because I mean, we spoke last week for two hours like that. So easily. she was like, I was like, oh my God, we didn't, we barely talked about you. And, and I, I want to hear about you. She said, no, I'm taking mental notes. You know, like, I love what you have to say. And I think this is, this is it. Like she recognizes that the things that I'm, you know, talking about with the students really perks them up. They actually want to learn. They want to have conversations. Um, you know, Otherwise, you know, 99.9% .9 of kids hate school. Every school I walk into, I ask them, you know, tell me about it. What, what's your most favorite thing that you've learned and blah, 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 whatever. And no right. one can tell me any, anything, you know, why are we here? Oh, because we have to be here. So, 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 I mean, just to kind of, um, I guess not reiterate, but just to kind of paraphrase, I, I guess what I'm getting from it is that they, there needs to be more information that resonates with the people like absolutely like okay the curriculum needs to be different I, I I don't I just can't see it's like the it's like the the system of governance right now where we've got people up there governing us the people and how's that looking you know right. <laughs> right so and and it's the same with the school system you know and this is where um, when I read um, the new earth 2020 by um, my dear friend Balki, um, you know, I was like, and, and he's talking about the school system and it's like, you know, children are born and their natural abilities are, are just enhanced. So, you know, and spe specifically he talks about one of the kids who's a shaman at four years old, you know, and mm -hmm. he can just put, your, put his hands on someone's shoulders, an adult, you know, look into their eyes and the adult just breaks down. You know, and um, so I think if we do that from the very beginning, if we're consciously having children, if we know what we're doing before they arrive, you know, we're guiding them even through, you know, the when they're still in utero, then then, you know, then we're changing things. But I think parents before having before even contemplating having child need to have big conversations, not like, oh, yeah, OK, so we've been married for a year and now it's yeah, it's time we've got the dog and we've got the house and let's right. go for it you know and and to have a sibling to have a second child just to have a sibling for the first one right 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 that sort of thing so so and and that's part of the education system or re-education system right is that we have to first know why we're having children because we don't have them so that they'll be like us this is what we say you know i don't want you to have the same upbringing that i had you know, right. so we, we want them to have the best and whatever, but then we put them into school. And that for me, that's like, number one, mm, it really is. It, it, it kind of goes into what you were saying, how like, um, I think you said is um, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different, um, a different result, you know, yeah. like, like we want to change in the world, but you know, we're doing exactly what our, our, our parents did. You know, I think you, you said this about Christmas, and um, it's interesting because, you know, growing up, I didn't celebrate any holidays. I was homeschooled growing up. It's kind of a different life growing up. But um, I'm really resonating with a lot of stuff that you're uh, saying. Um, mm -hmm. I was actually really happy that I got to come across your material. Um, you. I, I kind of just want to go off topic a little bit. So we're in, we're in a new year. We're in 2021. And for 2020, what did that year mean to you on a personal note? And what where do you see 2021 going? 
Um, so 2020 for me, I'm a numbers girl. So um, are you into like numerology? I love numerology. Me too. Um, I, mean, oh. I do. We got to do a second interview. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Um, I agree. Um, no, I absolutely love numbers. So for me, 2020, just off the top of my head, represented vision. Okay. And when when you've got perfect eyesight, that it's represented by the numbers 2020. So for me, going into the year, it was like this is this is the year of clarity. This is clear vision, right? Whatever that was going to look like. And there were a lot of sort of promises in the. I don't want to say promises. Um, a lot was unfolding. We were unpacking a lot. I mean, the the, the whole virus, um, you know, went down in 2020. Um, but it also gave us this beautiful opportunity to go inwards. If we if we could pull ourselves away from the distractions. Yep. And, um, and so for me, it was a beautiful year. I mean, I, when I made the decision to leave Slovakia, it was like, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving and I'm going back to Canada. Two things that I never thought I would do. I never thought I would leave Slovakia and I never, ever, ever saw myself coming back to Canada. Um, and I still, I still feel like Canada's, uh, it's a here and now, it's, it's while this is happening, because I feel like um, um, the next step is, is beyond my wildest imagination, though it is part of my imagination and creation. Um, but, um, you know, 2020 brought that, that, you know, it was like I had this conversation with myself, like, all right, we're leaving. And then it came to me, I was like, we're leaving, but sweetheart, you overstayed your welcome, you know? I love, I love Slovakia. Um, it's very similar to, to Canada in that, um, you know, the sort of uh, outdoor feel of it. Um, yes. But my goodness, being in, being in Europe is a whole different ballgame. It's a whole different ballgame. That's a whole different conversation. But to leave, yeah, one of the things I was like, well, you know, as, as a child of the universe, and I, I never thought about this before, I got comfortable and I got complacent. And um, in hindsight, in hindsight, and, and I could have left a few years sooner and, and gone elsewhere. Um, and, um, and, you know, in, in those moments, I remembered how beautiful it was to go to a completely foreign place and be a nobody. Mm, yeah, it's, it's it's really nice to uh, start over. You know, I um I have a partner. She's my fiance. She lives in Finland, and she wow. will, yeah she will come a lot. Um, and I was planning on going down there. And when twenty twenty happened, things slowed up, and we actually actually couldn't come. She was supposed to come a week, and the plane ticket we had to cancel it because of the borders got locked up. And and now it seems like it's going to be a really big challenge because I'm not into vaccines whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, and um, now they want to do a vaccine passport. I heard that's coming out. Um, and um, this is why when you said teleportation, I was actually saying that to her. Like, I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> I'm going to increase my frequency and I'm going to be teleporting down there. But um, um, it, it is really interesting in uh, Europe. Did, when when, when um, you left, did you have to leave because of the... Uh, scandemic, I mean, uh, pandemic. <laughs> I love it. Um, no, it was a choice. It was, a, uh, I, I think, had I stayed there, knowing what's going on there now, I'd be in jail. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> I'd be in jail. I mean, I, I walked by um, 
um, a, a set of cops one day and, um, and I wasn't wearing my mask. I don't, I, didn't, I don't have a mask. I always wore just a scarf, right? Yeah. But I'm walking down the street. I'm not, you know, and nobody's around me, you know, and the cop pointed at my, at my mouth and I was just like, you know, and I just waved and kept on walking. And, um, you know, I certainly, I think I would have been in jail. Is, is that part of the UK or the EU? EU, it's part of the EU. EU, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. okay. So I know some places are more um, strict than, stricter than other places. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I, I couldn't even tell you, like I couldn't, you know, I all I know is that had I been there at this present time where you need, I mean, the whole country was tested um you know and had to walk around with i've been tested or have uh, something like that and i wouldn't have even done that i wouldn't have done the, that the whole country was tested oh yeah oh yeah. wow yeah wow what what about what about um canada how's it down there right now um it, it's uh, <laughs> i don't really pay attention <laughs> um so as far as uh, it, what I hear is that everything's spiking, everything's spiking around the world, you know, it's all, right. but yeah. you know what, but what's interesting is that, the, the, and I don't want to talk about this too much, but it's the gotcha. incredible manipulation of the numbers, because yes, people are getting sick, people are getting, you know, sick all over the place, but no one's talking about flu anymore, <laughs> you know, the regular flu and um and and those are numbers of people who have contracted a virus or a cold or you know died in a motorcycle accident called covid or yeah. whatever it's um so we'll say it again it's so true like those numbers went all the way down you know as far as like the the, the regular numbers that are normally high like a flu or something else and yeah. you're absolutely right they just put you know people passed away from COVID-19 and maybe you had a heart attack, maybe you got shot, maybe you had a car accident. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's really unfortunate, but and, and I think that's a, that's a big conversation um, for another time. It's unfortunate what's going on in the world. And, and like I said before though, you know, um, it, it's, not, it's not a me versus you, us versus them thing. It can be. And, and, you know, and that's just gonna, that's gonna bring us down further. So, so, you know, knowing about the mass manipulation and all that kind of stuff, the only way, look, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I will, you'll never see my fist go up. You know, I'd rather just go quiet, sit down on the ground and go inwards. And I think that's the way, you know, one person in line with source energy, with God, whatever you want to call it, spirit is more powerful than thousands, millions who aren't. So, so, um, yeah, so, yeah. So, 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 so going back to what you foresee for 20, um, oh, yeah. 2021, do you, do you think that this is going to continue to play out for a couple more years and then things are going to kind of solidify into something more beautiful? Like how, how do you see, just in your opinion, how do you see this year turning out? In my imagination, it's around the corner. It's around the corner. Beautiful. It's, it's not, it's, we're not years away. We're, we're months away in in my world in my head we're months away from from things unbelievable unimaginable um songs that we've never heard before mm, i love it i love yeah. it so much yeah. yes 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 um okay so let's see 
But I kind of know your opinion already, already about vaccines. I was going to ask you about that, about the travel restrictions. Um, would you get a vaccine? Just, just to ask if you, if, if you wanted to travel, would, would it be something that you would do? Yeah. What, what, what about even taking a test? Would you be down with taking a test? No. Yeah. No. No. I would rather just, um, and I think there's a lot more people um, who are of similar. Um, thought who would um I don't uh, yeah no just no <laughs> not yeah. even the test no um I'm just I'm gonna keep doing my thing practicing my teleporting telepathy telekinesis tele whatever not television <laughs> and um and uh and just carry on um creating the future that I want and I think that's that's the most important thing. And and if actually, uh, we're, I know you you're wanting to wrap up. And if if the oh no, I mean speak as I mean, speak as freely as you want. Okay, okay. A more minutes. Cool, cool. Well, well, what what I did want to say was I think the most um, the greatest thing that I can say to to people who are kind of like, oh my god, what the what the heck, you know, what what do we do, and how do we how do we get through this? And people that are waking up in droves right now, I would literally say to sit down with a notepad and a pen and start writing what you want to see as if it's already happened, you know. So for example, and this is what I got my I got my students to do this, um, and I get any anyone who's willing, you know, friends or whatever, I say I, I tell them to do this do the same thing so you know take a notepad and write right from a week from now you know what happens after inauguration day how did how did it go down like honestly you know even even for you and I just to sit down tonight and write down what happens tomorrow you know or yeah a week from now a year from now whatever but um often when I've done that um beautiful things happen when I do it very consciously and I do it regularly so um yeah that's what I'd love to um just impart for, for for those listening watching that's a really really beautiful so we we actually are the authors of our life you know yeah. um you know you said something that was profound you said uh, if money wasn't a thing and everything was taken care of then what would you actually do um and i thought about that and i was like wow and i was like you know what i would actually be doing the same thing that i'm doing right yeah. now right now money really isn't a thing you know this whole youtube channel came about because of as, as my response to everything that's happening. And I'm like, how can I contribute? What can I do? You know, I'm writing the book as well too. I'm not doing it as much as I should. Probably not going to be done until a year or two years, but. That's all right. You're writing, you're writing. Yeah, you know, I, I, felt like, I felt like I need to contribute, but um, I wanted you to expand on that a little bit. You have anything like to, to add to that? Anything you want to say about that? About, um, because sorry. Because pretty much I was quoting, I was paraphrasing what you said. If money wasn't a thing and everything okay. was taken care of, then what would you, uh, then what would I do? That's a question that you say that we should ask ourselves. I think that was on a TED talk or I don't know. I think it was just okay. a YouTube video. Yeah. 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 This is somewhere. Yeah. Um, well, what would I do? <laughs> Nothing. I wouldn't do anything differently. But you know what? No, no, I wouldn't. I used to think that um, anything that I would do different from now would just be to put my backpack on and just walk, just go, mm. just just walk. And and I love not knowing, 
you know, not knowing where, what the end is. I, I, that, that I've never said that out loud, and, uh, but it's very much me, <laughs> you know, working in loads of jobs where it's like, I show up here at this time, uh, and this is the uniform or whatever, whatever, and, uh, you know, just, just, just be there. And, uh, and I love that. I love the idea of change, um, hard as it is sometimes, but would I change? I, I create, so whatever, wherever I would go, something new would come, you know, and, um, but, but all in all, I'm happy in lockdown, which for me today, what I was writing about was uh, the word retreat, you know, and going away on a retreat. And actually it was this, and, I, and I'll sum it up. Um, um, I'll give a nutshell summary. Um, and basically I was saying that like when, when people, and I've never been away on a retreat, but when people go away um, and I spoke to my sister who has gone on a couple of retreats, you know, it's like you go and you're so inspired and you're there and you're changing your life and you're doing all this stuff and you, you, you know, um, you, you vow that you're going to continue doing it no matter what anybody says or does, this is you now, this is new you. And you go back and you, you've got it, you're, you're down for a week, you know, and then and then, you know, your environment starts to creep in and you start to slowly, you know, lose change that um, that started to 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 take root. And um, so that's, you know, a lot of the time that's what happens with retreats. So um, my thought was instead of going away to a retreat now, which is like near impossible, let your home be the retreat and use the imagination to, to call your space Costa Rica and here I am and I'm, you know, doing yin yoga today with, um, with, with breathe and flow, um, you know, in the morning and then I'm going to write, whatever, you know, but may, I mean, what else, what else can we do but use our imaginations right now? Right, so the home is the retreat. Your body is your temple, and um, and 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 learn, you know, learn things that or do things that feed you rather than you know staying staying hooked into social media and and you know that kind of stuff, you know, which which I can be guilty of as well, you know. I watched a little bit too much Sacha Stone and Magenta Pixie, which I love them. I love them, you know. Um, but uh, I had a real big binge day on Saturday, which was actually, it was great because we need that too, especially at this time of super high energy, super high, where we're downloading and upgrading. So we really need to rest is of importance. So retreat, retreat. And, you know, forget about all the you know the Joe Dispenza one week retreat that you wanted to do you know um to have the the the, the mystical experience you not forget about it but see yourself in it here and now in your own home we have to use our imaginations we have to hmm. I have two final questions for you and that was beautiful by the way um and I actually uh, I'm considering it you know make it like a, a, an adventure okay yeah we have to yeah um okay Actually, three questions. Uh, one is uh, biggest regret in life, if you have any. I can't think of anything. Okay. Uh, second question is what makes you happy? Oof. Lighting people up. Lighting. I love, I love, love, love to see people smile. I love it, I love it. Beautiful, <laughs> thank you. Um, 
I, I, just, I, I, I love when, when, when people relax and, and I'm talking, this is external. I get that. I get that. Um, but it really, it really does. It does. Uh, it lights my heart. It lights my heart to, to, to touch and light others and see, just see people relax and be, love it. I love it. I love it. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. And final question. If people wanted to get hold of you, they want to get in contact with you, they want to learn more about you, how would they be able to contact you? And again, I'll put the information um, down below. Thank you. Um, well, my, my website is thislittlecookie.com and uh, my YouTube page, uh, I've just recently changed it from This Little Cookie and now it is Mange I Am. So um, those are, I, I have Instagram, but I'm, I tried to delete it the other day and they wouldn't let me. So I'm on there by default. But yeah, uh, YouTube or my, or my um, website is perfect. Okay, beautiful. I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. I really, really deeply appreciate it. I hope you have a great night, great week, thank you. great year, thank you. and a great life. My name is thank Jonathan. You. Thanks for tuning in to Seven Circles. Until next time. Such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Mm.